Welcome to another episode of Real You, Real Money. I'm so happy to have you here as always. Today's episode is slightly different. I decided that I would share with you a live I did in my community plenty because I wanted you all to hear the sort of things that we do. I do a live pep talk every Monday and today's felt like one that I could absolutely share. It feels very relevant to what I'm sharing in my content generally at the moment. So sit back, enjoy getting a sneak peek into one of the many wonderful elements that people get in plenty. Before I go into that, though, I just wanted to let you all know that the doors for building powerful money beliefs are open. This is such a good place to start your work with me and start your money work or even just continue it. If you're somebody who has done some money work and maybe you've done belief work, you've done mindset work, all of that stuff. This The way I teach this stuff is very different to how a lot of people teach it. The context is different. The way in which I approach the work is very different. And you'll be able to get more information on that from the sales page, which is linked in the, in the notes and in my content in the coming weeks. But if it's something that you've been looking at, if you know that your money beliefs can be shaky at times, if you find yourself doubting what's possible for you and what's possible for people like you, please do take a look at that. You know that I'd love to have you. It is the most perfect place to get to know my work. And way more importantly than that, build some robust money facts. And I'm going to go into that in this episode of your very own. All right. Thanks for being here. Enjoy this slightly different style episode. Welcome to Real You, Real Money, the podcast that will inspire you to love all of who you are and love making big money all at the same time. I'm Ray Dodd, your host and resident money coach. And week in, week out, I'm here to remind you that your feelings and experiences of money have nothing to do with who you are and everything to do with who you've been told you have to be. This podcast is all about powerful conversations that will support you in building a business that reflects who you actually are. This is not a one-size-fits-all style podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates the individual you are and more than that, believes your uniqueness is the key to you making the sort of money you truly want to. Thank you for being here. Let's do this thing. So today, what we're talking about is something I posted in my stories about somebody in plenty receiving some criticism. They brought this up on the call, receiving some criticism about their pricing. Now, this person's business is new and they actually dealt with the criticism really well, I thought. They were very calm about it, very like measured in their response. But I was livid, livid on their behalf. And this is because... The reason I was livid is because this happens a lot. I had a client who had a coach when they mentioned what they were planning on pricing their offering at. And this was not like, you know, a lot of money. And even if it was, then I would be like, must be re- as a coach, you have to be super careful when it comes to pricing what you say about it. And I'll tell you why in just one second. But this person came up with an offer. They had a price that was a very standard price for that kind of offering. The coach was like, oh, just don't think you'll sell any at that price. And again, I was livid because I know, I know the background work that goes into 
the people who are in plenty, the people who listen to my podcast, people that come on my courses, my clients, my community. I know the background work that goes into pricing your work at higher levels. And when I say higher levels, you can imagine that I mean thousands and thousands of pounds. I literally mean higher levels to you. It's just something that really gets me because it's a bit like, you know, if your kid was really working on being okay with, say they liked a certain kind of way of dressing and they wanted to start dressing that way and they were building up confidence to do it and then they go to school and someone's like, oh, I don't know what you're wearing. It feels like that. It's like, oh, you've built yourself up. You've done this thing. But but much more, not more significant, but, you know, money supports how we live. Money allows us to survive and beyond that to thrive and really fully take up space and so when people do that when people criticize a client of mine's pricing it really gets me and the reason I was going to say that it's important that coaches are very careful about their opinions on 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 pricing is one of the most and this works either way this works in terms of telling someone to charge more and certainly telling someone to charge less. Now, there might be circumstances. I can think of a few circumstances where I have suggested to a client that they maybe drop the price. And that's normally because they are stretching outside of their comfort zone or safety zone. Safety zone is a better phrase. Now, I don't know what anybody's safety zone is other than my own. There are ways that I can pick that up within a client, things I've been trained to do, things that I intuitively do, but I do not know that. I have to trust my client with that. So if I start saying to them, and I actually noticed this more with upping prices, it is so important for your ability to sell something that the price feels okay in your body. It is so incredibly important. If it makes you want to vomit, if you find yourself fidgety, like fidgety with it, like you are avoiding it, you're going to struggle to sell it. I would rather, this is why we talk in plenty a lot about having like shuffling up your price. I would rather you shuffled up your price over time than when all guns blazing with a higher amount that you then find yourself retreating from. And so I have to be super careful because it's very easy in a coaching power dynamic, which all coaches need to be aware of, to say, no, you should definitely be charging this. And then the client's like, okay, I have to charge this. Oh my God, this is hard. I can't like, and and I can't feel like I can't do that. I might say to a client, you could definitely be charging a lot more than that. But then I would also be putting in the groundwork of what I just said. Of let's be careful, like, you know, but you're a person with the power here. You charge what you want to charge. I want you to know there's a lot of space there for you to up that price if you feel like that's something you can hold right now. And that's super important. So I see firsthand, like I've just described, the work that goes into the belief system and the self-concept work that goes into being able to own a certain price. And actually, one of the things we get wrong when it comes to pricing is we think that it's a very practical exchange, a very practical kind of formula thing to figure out. What you price your work at is far more about what you believe about yourself and what you believe about your pricing and your work than it is about the price you finally land on. And so what was beautiful with the person in plenty that I saw was 
they did say it's caused a wobble, but they they worked through it very quickly because of the work we do in plenty. They worked through it to see that, you know, this was the price that they wanted and needed to charge. And I think that's really, really important. I've said this multiple times and I and I I do and don't wish I could go into the stories because they're people's personal stories. But if I was to share the stories, you would realize how deeply sometimes and some of you listening would have experienced this in a call with me or figuring it out for yourself. When people come to me, they're like, oh, it's the silliest thing. I just can't charge higher or I'm struggling to actually invoice people. And they find themselves going, it's so silly that I just can't do this. It's such a simple thing. And then when we dig into it, we discover some of the biggest traumas, pains, experiences, wounds that that is becoming conflated with pricing, is becoming conflated with charging certain amounts. And leading them to not be able, even though they, once they see it, normally they're like, wow, those two things are not linked. But in their subconscious brain, that's what's going on. And so I also know the work that goes on and I know how deep that work can be. And so when it is then questioned or even more criticized, proper mama bear comes out about it. Because... It is not easy. (laughs) On paper, it's easy to create a profitable, sustainable business on paper. Swimming around in your conditioning, not so much. Because as I've said before, you were not conditioned to make money. You were conditioned, actually, somebody criticizing. And and whenever I ask people, it's 100% of the time, not 100%. All the examples I can think of when I've said, was it a woman who slipped into your DMs or a friend or whatever that criticized your pricing? Unless it's someone's dad, that comes up quite a bit, or husband or partner, that comes up a bit. Generally, though, it's a woman that's done it. And that person in that moment is completely living out their conditioning. It's completely living out that so many parts, so many aspects of what we look at in plenty as the wheel of conditioning. The Wheel of Conditioning talks you through all the different ways that our conditioning interacts with our our ability to make money and just generally in our businesses as well. But obviously it's related to money in how we talk about it. And that person is living, they are saying, they are conflating low, low prices with kind prices, with ethical prices. They are putting the idea that we should be caring for everybody above our needs because... This is their money stuff. Really importantly, it's their money stuff that is coming up there. It's their trauma. And then bang, it's like they lay it on our laps and we're doubting ourselves. All that work we've been doing, this is why we talk so much about how a lot of belief work. So I'm in the process of launching Build Powerful Money Beliefs at the moment which I am so excited about. And one of the reasons that the way I approach belief work is different is because I approach it with the view that you're going to be walking around in the real world. So a lot of belief work in the coaching world, people act like that stuff is a choice to experience. It's not. I do think that sometimes we attract people with our doubts because not through some kind of magical anything, but but people sniff it out and they'll sniff it out in your words. So an example recently, I had a client who had done this whole sales funnel 
and she'd launched it and it really wasn't converting and she went back a, a few months later I think to look at the wording she was like oh my god and basically telling people when I get to the bit when I'm selling I'm apologizing that I now want their money I'm sorry the, she didn't say it in these as clear words but she was basically saying I'm sorry the free stuff is done now now you'll have to pay for stuff and obviously it wasn't converting. So we do things, we talk about things in a way that people just pick up. They pick up that doubt and it makes them feel doubtful about what we offer. And so you do end up attracting people into your world with stuff that shows up in that way. But also we exist in a world that tells us we're not enough that that has conditioned us so when somebody's criticizing your pricing often that is because their stuff is coming up and they have been taught that there's only so many space for so much space for women for example there's only so many women that can be at the top there's only so many women in a certain industry there's only so many people who look a certain way there's only so much space scarcity 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 and so they jump in with their hurt with their worries with their fears with their scarcity and they they give it to you and they put it in your lap and the moment that I really want to talk about here is the choice we have in that moment we can either take all of that that trauma that pain of theirs and knit it to our very being or we can go whoa that's landed in my lap is that mine what do I believe here what do I know to be true and if I take the example of that client who had had those, we call them Bambi beliefs in plenty. If I take that example of that client, she was able to be like, these are the very robust reasons I charge what I charge. This is why. This is what I believe to be true for me. And I think as generous hearted, justice minded, fairness orientated humans, as I know the majority of my audience would identify themselves in that way. It's really easy for us to go, should I put myself and my beliefs at the center of this? Shouldn't I be thinking about other people here? What if that doesn't feel just to that person? What if that doesn't feel fair to that person? And there's an element of that in things that we need to think through. But let me give you an example of where somebody jumping into somebody's DMs and criticizing their pricing, particularly from a fairness you're, this is not good, this is not kind, this is not ethical, it's not okay to charge such high prices, often because they feel ostracized by the price or someone close to them does. So let me give you an example of where that is not justice orientated or fairness orientated. Let's say that person who is charging a certain amount is somebody who doesn't have a partner to back them up in any way. They are somebody who is all the money they make is simply is for their survival. That's what it's for. And they cannot afford to, to work for less money. If we slide into somebody's DMs and we start saying, you should be charging this, you shouldn't be charging this, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. What we're doing is we are saying, you need to put my needs and the needs of the people I see above your own needs. And the bigger impact of that is that we drive down market value. We start saying coaching cannot be any more than X. I saw this great post shared over the weekend, I think, about 
somebody criticizing coaching prices and saying they should be more like therapy prices. And the coach, and I'll try and find the post and, and link it. It was a really good post. The coach was saying, like, don't you dare encourage a load of people to charge at the rates of one of the most undervalued industries in existence. Like, don't try, like, one of the reasons coaching is expensive is because coaches do the work, not all of them, there's lots of coaching. This is what I always say, you can get coaching for so cheap. People are constantly complaining that coaching is expensive, but one of the reasons you're attracted to a more expensive coaching, and I'm not saying more expensive coaching is good coaching, it actually isn't, but often those people have done a level of work that makes them feel Alongside, some of them will be using dodgy marketing tactics. I get that. But also, there's a confidence in their ability to even do that, to own that. And so we are attracted to that person, and that person has done the work to be able to charge higher amounts. That's not a black and white, but that is often what happens. Because actually, you could go and get just as good, if not better, coaching from a coach who's actually not done the work around their pricing, but is brilliant at what they do. But we are attracted to the people who have deconditioned themselves or untangled this stuff because that's where our true nature lies and our true nature is attracted to that. Our true nature is like, it sees something in that. It's like, oh, that person is acting outside of how they're being told they should be back to that post and it, this person was like don't we need to be we don't coaches don't need to charge less I guarantee the vast majority of people if not every single person listening to this needs to up their price and to look at a, an industry like therapy that is chronically undervalued and suggest that we should all go like put our prices down to that I adore hearing a therapist that's charging well oh my god makes my whole body tingle to hear that because they are learning the lessons, they're doing the work, they're letting their work is so incredibly important. And they are doing the work to really put a stake in the ground, say this work deserves to be valued. Beyond I need to be valued, we're all valuable. This work deserves to be paid for. People should be feeding the expense of this. Now, don't get me wrong. Lots of people need to access therapy that aren't able to on high prices, literally aren't able to. But while all the therapists are struggling and are having to go back and do different work or having to take on loads of clients so that they're not everyone, they can't offer the money. They can't offer the free, free or lower price stuff to those people. We are in a messy place with that. I get that that's not clean, but we do not solve it by charging less. So I do want to say that the person who slides into your DMs criticizing your pricing, that comes from their money stuff. I actually have a lot of compassion for where that person's coming from. This isn't me judging them or slating them or saying that they're a shit person. I'm just saying they haven't done their work around it. And actually, that is a microcosm of what happens in society as a whole, where some of us are doing this work to decondition our thinking about money to really build up robust money beliefs, but really they're facts. Like we can call them beliefs, and I do call them beliefs because there are beliefs involved in it, but some of them are just facts. 
as an example, there's a lot of concern about cost of living, recession, people not having as much money floating around. There is a fact that plenty of people, way more than your business could handle, have enough money to pay you. That is a fact. And so some of this is about shifting your perspective and the belief comes in that that can be true for me, that that can be true for me and my clients. And I get to serve the people I adore. They're in that bracket that not all the people I adore are struggling right now. And I know that's true. I know that's true. So that's why so society stuff ends up shitting on these beliefs we build. And that's why it's so important that you build your own solid beliefs and you make that a practice. So in building powerful money beliefs, it's not, I think one of the things that I'll be talking about in the marketing and stuff is that this isn't about right every morning you need to sit down with your, because you're going to have like a, what I'm calling a treasure trove of resources. The whole idea of that is that you get to pick what works for you. And so it's not a matter of me going, right, every morning you need to journal. Every morning you need to do gratitude. Every morning you need to do this. You pick what works for you. One of the most powerful ways that we build belief is by being amongst other people working on doing the same thing. And that's why there'll be a pop-up group. And that's why I'll be inviting people into plenty afterwards to continue that work. The amount of feedback I've had over the last couple of days from people who are quieter in plenty, just being like, just observing the group, just re-watching the replays of the calls, hearing how people talk is just changing my brain. Like my family are commenting on how differently I'm speaking about myself and about my business and about my potential. What matters is that we know what is true about us. Low prices are not kind prices. What we want is for you to have a sustainable business. And let's be clear, if you believe no one will pay high prices or you believe that all the people that can afford higher prices are assholes or you believe that you would be putting pressure on people that you can't trust them to pay you, all of those different things, if you think it's immoral, why you are not going to sell your stuff with that confidence that we talked about earlier. There is a brilliant quote from the revolution must not be televised or the revolution will not be televised. I always forget the exact name by Gil Scott Heron, which is the first revolution happens. And I'm paraphrasing this. The first revolution happens in your head. And the reason he says it won't be televised is because it cannot be seen. It's the moment you go, ah, what could be possible? Actually, what could be possible here for me, for the world? I have been told that people like me don't get to X, Y, Z. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What if that's not true? It's not true. <laughs> Just so you know, it's not true that you can't make me. There are so many people, so many people disproving that. And I want a money-making world that believes we can do all of this whilst honouring the humans that we are. So there we have it. That's my my current ranting thoughts on building beliefs around your pricing particularly. If you would like to join Building Powerful Money Beliefs, I would love to have you. It is, I'll be honest, should be charging a lot more for it. 
I'm not because I want it to be as accessible as possible for as many people as possible. But what I'm going to be teaching in that week, which you will have access to replays on, do not let the fact that you maybe can't make the whole week or whatever it is put you off because you're going to have access to that course ongoing. And like I said, just being around people, even if you're just observing the Facebook group, makes such a difference in this stuff. You can join that via the show notes. I'd love to have you in it you will leave with a treasure trove of different resources that work for different sorts of brains, as well as teachings on why we do this stuff, how it works. And actually so much of building beliefs is empowering you to understand that what you are receiving as facts so often subconsciously are not facts and being able to build up these rock solid beliefs and truths and facts, actual facts will just utterly, utterly transform the decisions you make in your business, the prices you choose, the business model that you create, the money that that is aiming for. It's an incredible, incredible thing to master. And that's what I'm going to be leading you through uh, starting the week of the 26th. So do join me. I'd love to have you. I'll see you all soon.